0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to another Orange and Blue View podcast. Instead of Ron tonight, we've got Carl here. Carl's filling in for Ron who couldn't make it, but we are still going to be doing our usual pregame show for a game that uh, happens on Sunday so welcome to the show Carl thank you for being here on the Saturday night and uh, thank you all in the chat for being here already appreciated how you doing tonight Carl I'm doing well you know we, we just had a nice little cold front move in so I had to get out the
2: the flannel yeah you know I I, it doesn't come out very often but it reached <laughs> that point and uh, you know Had some nice watching. There's some great college games going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Some upsets. Some big ones. Yeah. And USC and who are they playing? The UCLA going back and forth. Like last time I
1: checked, the score is like 50 to 43. I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. There's no defense anymore, I guess. (laughs) It's all quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch college and uh, we appreciate people that, you know, college games going on. Co- Colorado's probably uh, in a uh, kickoff now. So we always appreciate it when folks come in on these college game days to watch our sh- Saturday pregame show. But do you get any snow? We're we're getting some tonight. Okay. So yeah, my,
2: my in-laws live a little further up north than us. They uh, sent us a picture. They've got snow. That storm's moving down at us. So it, it should be here tonight sometime.
1: Wow, well, it might be a snow game tomorrow. Obviously, it's supposed to snow in Denver pretty heavily. Yeah, uh, but from what I've seen on the forecast, it's probably going to be over before kickoff. So, you know how good these crews are; they get the snow cleared away. But, it, you know, who knows that you know, the forecast isn't always right? Could still be snowing while they play, which is fun. You know, it's fun yeah. to watch that. I'll tell you, uh, you know, it used to be that they said that the snow helps the defense. I kind of, I don't really, I don't really buy that anymore. You know, I, I feel like the offense, you know, reaction is slower than action. I feel like the offense, especially in an explosive one, they have any footing at all. They're going to be able to beat the defense. So I, I mean, maybe it'll slow them down a little, hopefully. I don't know. What are your feelings on snow games?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Back in like the nineties, I could see that where you had a lot of good offensive line play that they and, and defensive line play as well. I mean, Nowadays when everything's so spread out, like you said, there's so much speed at wide receiver. You take one false step, you slip a little bit, guys wide open, big plays can happen unless it's like a a just downfall that like nobody can get any kind of footing. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I I'm with you. I think the offense can do well. I, unfortunately I'm hating to say this right now, but the last snow game between the Broncos and chiefs, Patrick Mahomes went crazy on the Broncos, like yeah. through like three or three touchdowns and, uh, I mean that that was Tyreek Hill was still here in Kansas City and uh, he had an a, amazing game. So yeah. I' not sure how much that makes a big advantage, but like I said, I think they'll have it cleared off. It wouldn't surprise me if Walter Penner were like putting heaters underneath the, the <laughs> field this week. You know, like we're we're right. gonna dump a million dollars into heat this field. That kind right. of thing, absolutely. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. yeah, I expect that it'll be the the cold will will have an effect, but I I don't know if it's going to be an advantage for the Broncos and slowing down the chiefs.
1: Yeah. Either way, the streak is getting out of hand. It uh, has been out of hand for a while. The Broncos do need to buck this streak at some point. It would be great if it was tomorrow. I mean, the Broncos fans need something right now. Right. And even if you're rooting for, you know, a high draft pick, I mean, you gotta, you gotta stop the pain at some point. And right. I mean, I, I we will give our predictions towards the end. Obviously uh, I'm not, you know, it's the thing about the Kansas city chiefs versus the Broncos. I mean, they just have more talent and they have a better coach. So, you know, that's hard to beat that, but you know, it's, it, they're due, they're due for sure. I'm going to grab a couple, a uh, couple comments here in the chat. Kevin Gray was in here early. Thanks for being here. Ke- Kevin really it. saying evening Thomas and not Ron today. It's actually Carl's on the show with me. Ron had, had to, uh, uh, had other plans. So uh big mile high salute to Broncos country from Kevin gray, Denver Bronx for life, mile high huddle for life. Thanks for being here, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Got David Yunkin coming in here early as well and asking who is this receiver that got put on the team? So I, I guess we can just address this right away. Uh, address the injury report. Cause there really isn't one, right? We usually talk about injuries a little bit later, but Brandon right. Johnson went to IR. Um, he could be back in four games, probably will uh, and they brought up uh, Traquan Smith, who was a ex New Orleans Saints experienced receiver, been in the league, I think five years. This will be his sixth year in the league. You know, pretty decent, uh, pretty decent pass catcher. Uh, you know, for those five years, had about 131 catches, uh, seventeen hundred and sixty-four yards. 18 TDs, 13 uh, yards per reception. It's not too bad. Not too bad, right? It's uh, it's okay to fill in, I think. He's yeah. not going to be a superstar most likely, but uh, you have any thoughts on on Traquan Smith, Carl?
2: Like I said, as an end-of-the-roster wide receiver, you could do a lot worse than him. I mean, he, he knows the system. He's been with Sean Payton, knows what he expects from his wide receivers. So he's not a guy that needs four or five weeks to learn how to play with this, with the playbook and all those kind of things. So it's nice that way. Um I, I don't expect much from him in this game by any means. You know, if you get one or two catches from him, that's probably pretty darn good considering how limited his snaps are going to be in this one. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna be able to expect much, but who knows? You never know. Somebody just happens to, uh, to come in and you never know. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> He may have a huge game. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Dominic Martin's coming in saying, Tom, it's Tom and Carl tonight. I know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's usually Tom and Ron and orange and blue view, but Carl's here tonight, uh, saying orange and blue view rocks. Well, thank you for that. I'm hope hosting a birthday party for my daughter. I'll watch later. Much, much love mile huddle, huddle for life and go Broncos and please throw it to Jerry. Well, happy birthday to your daughter, Dominic, uh, Thanks for stopping by, at least saying that. I hope I hope it's a wonderful birthday party. And hopefully the Broncos can get a win. Uh, you know, a little little present for your daughter. So uh and I'm assuming uh the it's throwing to Jerry Judy, right? Um Right. I, I that's who I'm assuming. And you know, after uh, after the whole thing with the Utah in that pregame where they were uh, you know, they were chanting uh some unsavory comments i really do hope jerry judy goes off i hope he has a huge game because of it. I mean, that's pretty low class i've been on these shows i've talked about jerry judy and his little spats and stuff and, and went through it but i mean that's pretty disrespectful i mean i don't know if you saw that what was happening carl but it was pretty pretty unsavory
2: yeah i jerry's brought on a lot of stuff to himself with his immaturity i mean sure. and i i have to always remember like these guys they're still young people. You know, we talk about them like they're supposed to be these complete grownups that have everything figured out. And, and most of them are coming from just all walks of life. And, you know, Jerry Judy, he does have some growing up to do. And, and I think he'll eventually figure it out. I mean, he's still a good player. And like I said, I, I hope he has a great game and really get this season back on track for himself. I mean, what better time than against the Chiefs? And I still hope that there's a future with the Broncos. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of trade talks coming after this game on Sunday. And and if he gets traded, I wish him well wherever he goes. Um, But like I said, I still think there's plenty of of good football left for that kid here in the NFL.
3: Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL – Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you got yeah, exactly. I've got to remember what I was like at 23, 24 years old. I was a I was doing things that uh, I, made me feel like an idiot when I look back on it. So yeah. you got to take that in perspective. And I actually wrote up an article based on the last five years of deadline trades and in the couple of weeks leading up to the trades. I know people think that they're just going to sell the farm, but history doesn't really show that that's going to happen. They may end up trading one. I think they already trade Randy Gregory. They may get another trade. You got to have a you got to have someone on the other side willing to give you what you want. I think a combination of maybe another trade at the deadline and then maybe a trade or two right before the draft, maybe more realistic. So we'll see. But yeah, I I really hope he goes off. I really, I really do. We've got Garth Knight coming in with a super. Thank you so much, Garth. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, It says, fellas, I know I'm late, but will there be active snow during tomorrow's game? Yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it, Garth. Uh, Most likely not. I checked the forecast right before, I jumped on here. It looks like the snow might be over around 11, maybe noon. So it's probably going to be cleared off, but it would be fun to see it actually snow falling in that game. But thank you very much, Garth. Really appreciate that. And we got Michael Runke, of course, coming in saying good evening, Thomas and Carl on Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos. Thank you so much for the support with the Facebook stars. Really, really appreciate that. As always, Michael. uh, So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. All right. So, uh, Phil McLaughlin's coming in here and I'm sorry if I can't, uh, there we go. His comment, he's going to get us right into it. What are our keys? He's saying, <laughs> good evening, Thomas and Carl. So what are the keys to winning tomorrow? Buckham and go Broncos. Now, Carl, I'm going to jump in here first because I saw a lot of stuff about, you know, you got to keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. You got to grind it out with the running game. And in theory, that sounds really good, but we all know how explosive that offense can be right? So he doesn't need much time. You get him on the field. I I get it. But what my first key to this game really is the Broncos have to manufacture explosive plays. They have to, they've got to get Mims involved. They've got to get McLaughlin involved. Those are your home run hitters. Got to get them in space as much as they can to let them do their thing, right? Don't keep Mims on the sideline. Like it's been right. Got to do it. And I, I did some research and I looked at, the Detroit game and those other there's two other games where the teams that played the chiefs were pretty close and they had all of them had four or more explosive plays during that game where it was 15 or 20, 30, 60 yard, these big explosive plays. That's what they need to do. The teams that they, they beat handily uh, did not have that. The the chargers did have four, but two of them came in garbage time when it was already two touchdowns behind and, and things like that. So, I feel like that's a key to me get some explosive plays. You have to do it. Yeah. What do you think, Carl? No, I I agree completely with that. And and I think, you know,
2: I mean, you can use the run game to help set up a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Chiefs, if they have one weakness in this defense, it is their run defense. You know, they they sell out to get after the quarterback, get pressures, cause turnovers, and uh, like right now they are, I think it's twenty sixth in yards per carry allowed giving up 4.6 yards per carry. And obviously that's the strength of this Broncos offense. Yep. We've seen the last few weeks when this offense is kind of going against the, well, okay, let's discredit, credit that chiefs game because that was just bad offense all around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but the other ones, if you look, I mean, the run game has really been getting stronger and stronger. This green Bay game, man, they were just moving people and against the chiefs to, to kind of mitigate some of what Chris Jones wants to do. Uh, George Carter Loftus, you know, you got Nick Bolton that's going to be out of this one. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you can use that run game and then obviously that sets up that play action. That's yeah. been, I, I remember Nick and I talked about this before the season. Like if this offense is going to be successful, this is where you live and die. Yeah. Run game being strong, play action to give Russell Wilson his opportunities, you know, get him maybe in a moving pocket where he can have go, those explosive plays, yeah. where he's got some more like high low reads on half the field where they have to worry about his legs, but also then, you know, those different levels of his throws. And like I said, Marvin Mims, you're kind of hoping with, I, and I hate to say this because Brandon Johnson's g- gone down with an injury, but Marvin Mims, you got to give him some more snaps, give him some opportunities to go win over the top. You know, he's gone what three or four games now without a touchdown they there in the, the first few games, he was all of your offense. Like he just was that guy that was making the big plays for you. So like I said, got to get
1: him more involved in this one. Well, and Mims didn't even have a target last week. If I remember correctly, not even one target in the passing I don't, game. Yeah, I don't think That's so. pretty bad. I mean, when you've got a dynamic receiver like Marvin Mims, why are you keeping him wrapped up and shrink wrap on the sideline? I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously he can do some damage with a punt return if he gets loose or whatever, but the offense really needs to do their part. I know the defense is playing a little bit better, so we'll see how it goes, but Uh, I I actually I'm not saying that you can't run the ball and I've got my predictions coming about uh, stats and Javante Williams is on there I think he's due for a big game I it's he seems to be getting better and better hopefully he does but uh, I'm going to grab this comment real quick Uh, we're talking about PS2 in in the chat about trading Patrick Sertan too now uh, Kyle's coming and saying it I, I don't know where to start but Um, he doesn't think that PS2 is going to be traded. I don't think he's going to be traded either. I just don't think you're going to offer the Broncos enough to get him, uh, to get them interested. I mean, and on top of that, Carl, it's so hard to find a a player, even in the first round of his caliber. So you're going to get, it's like, you're going to get rid of him for a chance to maybe find a player again, like him, or, you know, if you, I don't know if you're going to find a better player, but at least someone like him, I mean, (laughs) I mean, well, right. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on that kind of nonsense?
2: Right. So, I mean, obviously the rumors are going crazy. You've got reporters saying, oh, he's going to the Cowboys. Oh, he's going to Philly. You know, all these different things going on. Um, from what I've I've heard, teams have called. I mean, anybody can call. Yeah. And, and Broncos would be stupid not to pick up every phone call. And I think they've been using it more to say, okay, we're not really going to trade PS2, but hey, we've we got these other like three players, any interest in them? Yeah. Um, From what I understand, they've pretty much told teams, if you're not coming to the table offering at least three first-round picks, we're not really talking to you about PS2, which pretty much means all teams are going, okay, we're done. Like, we're not creating three first-round picks for a cornerback. So the Broncos are making it very difficult. If a team wants that level of talent, you're going to have to sell sell the bank to get them. And no team's going to do that at this point unless they really, really think that they're a – a cornerback away from actually winning the Super Bowl this year. And and hey, we've seen crazier things happen. Yep. I mean, who was it the was it the Vikings traded like three first round picks for a, a running back way back when to the to the <laughs> Cowboys and obviously set the Cowboys up for all of their Super Bowl runs. Um, you know, to me the the con- really the talks have to start with the Jalen Ramsey trade. Yeah. They traded two first round picks and a fourth round pick to get him and he had less years of control. Than what you've yep. got with Patrick Sertan right now, so the the cost has to be even greater than what Jalen Ramsey
1: got. Yeah, and he was a couple of years older too, so Sertan's yeah. got even more time under his belt he, along with the contract. So yeah, it's a, it's going to be pretty tough for to see Sertan go. My my actually my guess, if I was going to guess, I'm I'm the one that I think might be uh, traded, and it's a surprise is Justin Simmons. He might go to a contender uh, that needs a needs a safety, but again. Will they? Will the other team be willing to, you know, give up enough for him? So I, I don't know. We'll see. We got Facebook user coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess. I think it's Ernie's coming in. Uh, Ernie Mays, maybe because yeah. <laughs> he's a Broncos country only. Saying hello, Thomas and Carl. Go Broncos country only. That's my guess. I hope I hope we're right. But uh, thank you for being here and saying that. All right. So my next key really for this game coming up, and it it, it was an embarrassment last. Time they played the Chiefs when Damari Mathis decided to take on a block instead of giving Patrick Mahomes a hit that would have been clean and willing to do it. I don't know what he was thinking, if he closed his eyes or what, but they need to start hitting Patrick Mahomes, not just pressure, because Mahomes beats the pressure almost every time. In fact, the, I was looking up one of the games, he had like a 40 some percent pressure rate on him, and he still was able to dice up that team. So they need to knock him down. They need to hit him, hit him hard as many times as they can. Uh, typically when the, when the lions beat him, they hit him seven times, knocked him down seven times. Uh, the Vikings and the, uh, the jets who took him down to the wire, pretty much. They did the same thing. The Broncos, even if they don't get a lot of sacks that need to make sure that Patrick Mahomes feels that
3: impact as many times as possible. Cause it does take a toll. Hey gang. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. You know how it is watching the Broncos. To say the least, you work up a bit of an appetite. But you can get ahead of that by ordering online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day Sunday and get ready for some football and fun choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave either way you win personally I'm a big fan of Little Caesars plain cheese pizza but my favorite for what it's worth is the pepperoni with stuffed crust and speaking of winning everyone scores with convenient. Delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during
4: the game Mother's Day is around the corner Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones Blue Nile has something she'll adore need a fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Yeah, it it does. Anybody out there, no matter how many times, I mean, if you get hit a couple times, like I said, it doesn't matter who you are, you're thinking about that a little bit. Now, now some quarterbacks can handle it a little better than others, uh, but Patrick Mahomes, uh, this is where I wish they'd start getting into some of these rules about the quarterback slide. Because Mm -hmm. no one is better at the fake quarterback slide than Patrick Mahomes. The I'm going to run out of bounds. Oh, nope. I'm cutting back now, picking up another 15 yards on you. And I I just wish there were some teams that just decided we're going to live with we might get a couple flags. Yeah. I'm not trying to say be dirty. I'm just saying like this is his game. He wants to make you think you're going to, he's going to slide. And I'm willing to take a couple hits penalty wise if it means, like I said, kind of jarring him a little bit and let him know like we're not going to let you do this fake. Yes. And and make him have to think twice about some of those things because he just he lives and dies by that. And this is one of those times you need him to not literally die, but I mean <laughs> pay, pay for his decision to, yeah. to try to get into some of that trickery for sure. And, and like yeah. I said, getting that that pressure, getting some hits on him, you know, right now they their two tackles are not great. Both right. of them are struggling this year. And so the edge guys getting back there, making him feel uncomfortable. You know, you're not going to get much up the middle because that interior three, I'm not sure that there's a team that has a better interior three right now than the Chiefs on the offensive line. But those tackles, you can have them. And yeah. uh, and so this is going to be a big game for Baron Browning. You know, he had four pressures on 17 pass rush opportunities last week, and that's probably the best the Broncos have had all season. Yeah, He's got to get more opportunities
1: and, and make them pay for that. And that's one of my key matchups is Baron Browning versus Donovan Smith. I think he can have his way with him. And I mean, Browning's the most gifted pass rusher on this team right now, in my opinion, I know he's coming back from injury. He's, uh, you know, trying to work his way back in, but he needs to get after it. And uh, I think he can, I think he can, I think he can do it. Uh, Hopefully he can get a few hits on Mahomes. Hopefully a sack or two would be great. I don't, I'm not going to guarantee that, but it would be nice to see him at least, Make Mahomes feel his presence there, right? Like make sure that he yeah. knows that you're in a football game because Mahomes usually yeah. he comes away pretty clean almost all the time. Make sure he knows that that he's in a football game, right? That's what I that's what I think. Garth Knight's coming back in with another super chat, so thank <laughs> you so much, Garth. Pre- appreciate it coming in with an old name from the past. Broncos need Taylor Dane in a suite tomorrow. She has had an incredible voice, and her first name is Taylor. Taylor Dane brings me back to when I was a kid, man. Taylor Dane, yeah, that's awesome, Gar. Thanks for coming in. I don't think, uh, from what I heard, Taylor's not coming to the game. I don't know if that's true or not. I I thought I saw that on social media. She's not going to be there, which is fine with me. I don't really care. I feel like it's a. I feel like this whole thing's a, a fake anyway. So <laughs> whatever. But the nice thing, I will say this: I, I don't mind that more people are watching football. It's great for us. I mean, if more people get interested in football, maybe they'll listen to us more. You know, who cares? I think it's it's fine. I just, it is getting a little bit annoying.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. (laughs) Part of me, I mean, if we're talking about key matchups, Ciara versus, or Ciara versus Taylor Swift, you know, have a little sing off at halftime or something (laughs) like that. And whoever wins gets an extra touchdown for their team. Uh, I'm not sure if the Broncos would win that one, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, just because of Taylor Swift's popularity. But no, it's like I said, it's good for the game to get more eyes on on the the screen. Um, I I know some people have been talking like Chiefs fans, and I know a lot of Chiefs fans because I I live in the area that a lot of Chiefs fans live. Uh, But there have been more being added, and uh, somebody was showing some highlights of some old Chiefs players, and they're like, "This is." for A lot of Chiefs fans, their very first time watching this because they didn't, you know, Dante Hall, some of his big plays yep. that he had, and uh, somebody was joking that Chiefs fans have never seen him play. And a lot of Chiefs fans came after him, like, Oh, come yeah. on, you can't be like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> It happens, you know. I, yeah. I became a Broncos fan right when John Elway was becoming big in the NFL, yeah. and uh, you know, my dad was a big Broncos fan too, but like that helps sell it, you sure. know. It's nice when when you first join, you want to join for for a
1: good team, great players and, you know, great storylines. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Garth, thank you for the uh, Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart throwback. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. Have a great evening. Uh, we got Jaron Washington coming in talking about Travis Kelsey, and this is my other match, uh, you know, key to the game. Uh, Jaron's coming in saying, all we need to do is play zone coverage on Travis Kelsey or double team him. Keep them out of the end zone, keep Mahomes off the field and have time of possession. You know, I I agree with you to a certain extent, but, you know, they're so explosive, they can score when they want to. So, time of possession, it's nice to keep them on the side if you can. I don't trust the Broncos defense. I think the Broncos offense has to do their part. They have to score points and need to be explosive. But you are absolutely right about Kelsey. Kelsey has notoriously been, uh, you know, abused the Broncos defense. He looks like he's uh, playing a lot better you do that's a key you've got to hold him in my opinion you got to hold him to less than eight yards per target and that will keep him from having one of those big days where he just has you know has his uh has his big game against the broncos like he typically does but yeah i i agree with you jerron kelsey is a key to this game holding him down is a key to this game it
2: is i mean that kind of talent you can only hold him so much yeah uh you know it, as much as I would love to see teams try to double him the entire game, it just makes the rest of the offense so much easier when you know, okay, right here, we're going to have a double team every single play, no matter what. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs, this is where Andy Reid is just a genius. Like he knows how to move Travis Kelsey around, move him into slot, move him to the outside, you know, put him in line, define those matchups that give him an advantage and take advantage, take what he can do on the field. And he's just so smart. Like he knows yeah. where the holes are at, even if you're doing a double team, he knows where to sit to get away from the double team. And yeah. you know, there's even those plays where okay, we did double team him and it was successful. And he's pointing for Mahomes, like, hey, this guy over here, he's open because they've got me doubled. Yeah. And that, that's what makes Kelsey just truly and I, I know this might upset some Broncos fans, but I, I think he's the best tight end to ever play the football. Mm-hmm. You know, Gronk Gronk had higher moments. You know, Shannon Sharp was kind of the guy that really springboarded the the receiving tight end into to the NFL. Um, you know, th- there's a plenty of other great tight ends, but but Kelsey, just some of the things that he's doing on the field and and just how he's still doing it here. What is he, like 34 years old? And he's yep. still out here dominating. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I should say this, might anger some people here. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he got hurt there right before we drafted, and he was still there in the fourth round. And I was like, how can I not take Travis Kelsey in the fourth round when he's a first-round talent? Yeah. And obviously, he's been helping me win a lot of weeks. And uh, so I think you you pick and choose your moments to do those double teams. I think especially red zone, that's a great time to make sure that he's not the guy that's dominating you. Yeah. I think even you might pick a couple times where, okay, we're going to do one-on-one. But we're gonna put Patrick Sertan on him and just see what he could do. Right. I remember yep. there was times where the Broncos uh did this with Talib against Gronk yep. when, you know, way back in 2015 and had some success of getting that physical corner against a physical tight end and, and winning a couple of those matchups. I'm not saying the entire game. I'm just saying try to mix and match how you're trying to play him, just so the Chiefs have to try to guess a little bit.
1: Yep. Well, Shannon you used to put Champ Bailey on Antonio Gates all the time every almost every game uh, he was like yeah. garden you know when they played the when the chargers didn't have like a really great wide receiver he was on antonio gates so uh, i hear you and here's uh, per leaders coming and saying he's watching the colorado game and yeah listen to us it, i know we're competing with colorado game right now it's it's a bummer uh but you know i'm glad the people here are sticking with us and listening to us we got string guy coming in for a question for you carl it says yeah. hi all carl do you expect denver
0: I mean, they might pick a
2: couple more plays to try to get him the ball. I mean, Jerry's been, been pretty close on a few plays. I think he's had even a couple touchdowns this year. that got called back because of penalties. You know, the Broncos, I think they've had like four or five touchdowns called back because of penalties this season. Uh, I don't know if they're leading the NFL in that, but it just seems like every time something good happens, you know, something's getting called back that green Bay game. You know, they had a, a holding call against Quinn Bailey and Oh my gosh. It was not even, it was not a hold. You know, I went back and watched that. Like yeah. he just pancaked his guy and landed on top of him. So i uh, ha- been a little bit unlucky that way. Jerry Judy. I, I think you need him to have a big game. The, yeah. This Chiefs secondary. They're pretty darn good. They, they know how to mix things up. Well, and the places that you can get them a little bit is sometimes their second and third cornerback. You can get a little bit of an advantageous matchup. And mm-hmm. so I think Jerry Judy could be that guy that has some success. Uh, if you got Cortland Sutton, I'm not sure this is the week I'm starting him on fantasy football. If anybody's out there, a big fantasy football kind of guy, just because that's kind of their goal. Like, we're going to take away your top guy and we're going to make you beat us with somebody else. And uh, so, yeah, Jerry Judy, he needs to go out there and have a big game, make a couple big catches, big run after catches. You know, that that's some of the chiefs are just so disciplined at stopping some of those things. So, if, like I said, if you can get a couple explosive plays where he makes one person missed in the open field and turns a a 10 yard catch into a a 30 yard catch. That's how you have to beat these chiefs. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I actually feel like Cortland Sutton is improving. I think you're, yeah. you may be right that they're going to focus on him. Unfortunately, the Broncos don't have a tight end that can uh, do any damage, so it's it's up to the wide receivers or maybe some backs out of the backfield that can can do that. But unfortunately, the, the tight end situation is pretty pretty dire for the Broncos, and we're, we were all hoping Dulcich was going to be that guy, but he's back on injured reserve, so it's a bummer. One thing that I do uh, really, one matchup that I think is important, uh, especially if it's going to be snowy, is D.J. Jones versus Creed Humphrey, right? They cannot let Pacheco go out there and run all over them. They have got to control that that interior of the line. And I don't think the the Broncos have not been doing a very good job of it this year. A lot of times they're getting pushed back. D.J. Jones needs to really have a good game. Uh, I think this game, because you don't, the last thing you would, I mean, Mahomes is going to beat you, right? You don't want somebody else to beat you, right? You don't want the running back, the one that actually beat you, right? So I think the interior defensive line is going to have, now, like you said, the, they've got a the Kansas City Chiefs got a great interior defensive line. DJ Jones really needs to you know, earn his money this week, control that interior and, and put the clamps on Pacheco. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's, that's why you paid him all that money. Right, It wasn't that he was a great pass rusher. It's He's supposed to be one of the most dominant interior guys in the run game. And the Broncos are dead last in stopping the run right now. Now, he missed a few games. And some of those were their worst running games of the season. So, I mean, you you see the difference he makes. But he has to take it, like I said, to an even bigger level for this one. You know, Josie Jewell, Singleton as well. Those guys, they're just going to have to control the middle of the field there. Because the Chiefs, they want to spread you out. And get you in those one-on-one matchups and let Pacheco, you know, win that one-on-one matchup where he makes one guy miss and turns it into a big play. Yeah. And so, you know, you just you can't have those missed tackles. You can't have bad lane discipline in your ability to rush, you know, all, all those things play into a great run defense. You know, it's not just a, a one-person unit, it has to be an entire unit working together. Right. And but DJ Jones is where it starts too. And like I said, just going against those great interior guys if he can hold his own it really
1: opens up a lot of things for other players that's right i'm gonna get into my players to watch Uh, i'm sure you have a few players to watch but before i do that i'm gonna grab phil mclaughlin coming in from facebook with a, a question saying so let's say a miracle happens judy and sutton have great games and d plays well does that improve trade value for them and does vj keep his job next year Uh, go ahead, Carl. I'm going to get your thoughts on this because I I definitely have my thoughts for sure.
2: Well, I mean, obviously the defense has been playing a little bit better these last few weeks. Uh, now part of that is they've really, I hate using this word, but they've dumbed down the defense just so everybody can get on the same page. There's a lot of miscommunications happening those first few games, especially the, the Miami game. Let's okay. That's the last time I'm going to talk about that one. Um, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, no, the defense has been playing a little bit better. I'm not sh- sure it saves VJ's job by any means. But like I said, if they can continue this path of continuing to improve, work their way from being the, the bottom defense to maybe middle of the pack, maybe that saves his job. Uh, Judy and Sutton, this is where I wish we had one more week. Like if the Broncos <laughs> yeah. beat the Chiefs, and let's say then they go beat the Bills, then that changes my perspective on this entire season. Me too. Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, you just beat two of the biggest teams on your schedule yep. that are going to be playoff contenders, Super Bowl contenders. And, you know, maybe you finally got some things going in the right direction where even if you beat the chiefs, it's hard for me not to want to be a seller. You know, if a team calls and, you know, Jerry, Judy, somebody calls and says, we're going to give you a third and fourth round pick for him or third and fifth round pick it's going to be really hard to pass that up when I'm looking at, I have so few draft picks coming up and I really need to rebuild this team, get some cheaper players on this, um, on this depth chart. And, you know, I I just, I have trouble, especially if a player has one great game, I don't think that should save your career. You know, I don't think that should take away from trying to go get a trade Sutton. He's already had some great games. So him having another great game just makes me want to keep him more. Like I'm at that point right now. If a team doesn't come with a great offer for Sutton, I'm keeping him, just because I, I like what he's bringing to the field.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I, I uh, I've said that Sutton is a little bit interesting. I mean, you could trade Jerry Judy now, or you could trade him before the draft. You're not going to impact your salary cap very much. So Sutton has a little bit different salary cap implications. So it's a little. I think they keep Sutton. I think they keep him around. I like what I've seen from him. I don't think either one of them having a good game really changes what they were going to do with them. It may, if one of them has a big game, it may prompt another team to offer a little bit more. I'm not sure, but I mean, obviously one game doesn't change anything. I really don't think Vance Joseph keeps his job regardless, unless, unless that defense is night and day difference from what we saw down, you know, the rest of the way, I don't think, I don't see how he keeps his job. Uh, especially if this team ends up with a losing record. Somebody's going to take the fall. I think it's going to be him. And as Jeremy Sean predicted a while back, a long time before we even watched a game, said that if Dennis Allen gets fired, Sean Payton's going to hire him as his defensive coordinator. And that is looking like it may happen. So, you know, that prediction may very well come true. Uh, So I, I just don't see, I don't, like I said, this defense would have to do a 180, completely and be a stifling defense the rest of the way for him to keep his job. That's, that's my feelings. Todd is coming in yeah. saying hello to us. Hello, Thomas uh, and Carl and Broncos country. Hello, Todd. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, and then we've got Eric Smith's coming in with some uh, keys from his, from his perspective saying they need to find ways to keep finding. They need to find ways and keep finding ways to put the ball in the end zone. Exactly. They've got to attack. They can't yeah. be conservative. They need to score points. They were so conservative against the chiefs and they were far a little too conservative for my liking against the Packers, even though they won. feed the hot hand defensively. Don't get fooled on misdirections and don't let them slip behind you down the middle field. Yeah. I mean, obviously they, they've got to do, for my perspective, really, Carl is to beat the chiefs. You can't, you, you, you've got to do all these things. You know, you can't commit a bunch of, penalties. You've got to be uh, good with the ball. You can't fumble. You can't turn it over. I mean, the, you got to kind of be perfect and then still have some other things that you got to do to, in order to beat them. I and mean, they're a good team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they only lost once are They they haven't been as good as they were last year. In my opinion, they're, they're still kind of feeling their way, but they're still well coached team. Everything's got to go right. So I, uh, you, you can't, you got to do all the right things and a little bit more, I think to beat them.
2: Yeah, the, the hard part is right now. I think it's according to DVOA, um, they are top five on offense, defense, and special teams. So that, that's the problem. Is even if their offense is struggling, like all of a sudden their defense has been picking up the slack. Yeah, you know, special teams has always been good for them, and and it's hard when you're usually they say you got to win two of the three. Well, when they're great at all three, it's hard to say. Okay, this is the one we have. Now we got to figure out how we can win this other one. Well, now you got to figure out how you're going to win two of those, and uh, so yeah, they are. They're a well-coached team. They're they're a veteran team that has been together for a while now. Uh, You know, this defense has all of a sudden just gone to this whole new level. That that Tyreek Hill trade is as much as you know Tyreek Hill is having a great season right now and has been great for Miami. Like it helped to change the outlook of their defense. They went from a middle of the pack. Hey, let's just be good enough to to make up for how great the offense is to now they're top 3 defense on the field. So, uh yeah, you're right. You got to stay disciplined. You can't make mistakes. You know, one one or two turnovers, you're done against the Chiefs. Yep. You just yep. can't come back from that. So, uh but like I said, then you got to be aggressive too. So, right. <laughs> it's hard to find that perfect balance when you're playing a team like the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. And I'll get to why Russell Wilson is one of my keys uh, or players to watch coming up, but I'm going to grab this uh, super chat from Garth Knight. Thank you for all the super chats tonight, Garth. Very generous. So we really, really appreciate it. He's saying, uh, fellas, did Peyton not hire Vance Joseph? His D has been improving. Yes, he, he did, but he did it late. It was almost like, Vance Joseph was kind of the last one left to hire. I feel like cuz they hired Sean Payton late. I think if they would have hired Sean Payton right away, he probably would have made a different decision. Maybe not. I mean maybe not, but at the same his D has been improving, no doubt about it, but it's not a great defense at this point still. Still got a long ways to go to be a good defense. But again, if you think about it at the end of the season, this team was supposed to be under Sean Payton was supposed to be a much better team. We haven't seen it. I guess who's going to take the fall, right? Who's going to take the blame? Is Sean Payton going to say, oh, it was all on me? Or is he going to say, hey, guess what? Our defense wasn't very good, so we're going to make a change. That that happens in the NFL a lot. So uh, it doesn't seem like to me that Vance Joseph has a long runway with this team. Now, if his defense keeps improving, getting better, 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 like I said, that's going to change my perspective on it. Right. No,
2: I'm with you. And you're right. Um, He was not the first choice. I, I know when when Sean Payton was putting his name out there to be hired, he was kind of putting it out there of it is Sean Payton and Vic Fangio combined together. And then as soon as he got hired in Denver, all of a sudden, it was kind of uh, Vic Fangio going, oh, I don't know about this. And he was already starting to talk to Miami anyway. Yep. And then Vic Fangio was actually willing to give a couple names. There was the the guy from, I'm trying to remember, Seattle. He's the new defense coordinator for the Philly, I think. Yep. Um, I can't remember his name. Younger right now.
1: guy. I can't remember his name either, yeah. but yes. Yep.
2: I remember. And so he was another one that the Broncos talked to that he just said, you know what, this Philly defense, like <laughs> they are set up for success. They have a lot of talent here that makes my job pretty easy where I'm looking at this Broncos team. And as much as I know a lot of us look at last year and how they really dominated for most of the season. If you look at how they closed out the year, once they traded Bradley Chubb, a couple guys went down with injury that are no longer here. um, They became kind of a bottom 10 defense there to close out the season. So uh, I'm not putting this all on VJ. I think there is just some, lack of talent on this defense. Sure, You know, you don't have that guy on that, the front seven that you sit there and say, that is a, that is the guy. Like right. that's where teams have to prepare. Like looking at the chiefs, Chris Jones, it's easy. Yeah. That is one of the the top five defensive players in football right there that you have to, to worry about every single game. And uh, so, yeah, VJ was not the first, the first, uh, first guy he wanted. Sure. And so I don't think it would be that hard for him to move on and be like, yeah, you know, if, Like I said, New Orleans decides to fire their coach. Yep, all right, here we go. This is the guy I want. He knows what I want in the defense. Uh, So I, I could definitely see that happening with the Broncos. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Thanks, Garth, for the support. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate that comment. Got Eric Smith coming in asking about a Bowles injury update. He's full go. Everybody's full go except for Brandon Johnson from what, unless something else happens between now and the game. The last report I saw was Brandon Johnson's the only one that's injured. He went on IR. So the bulls should be good to go. But thank you for coming in, Eric. Appreciate it. We've got some people in here, some folks in the chat. C Chang coming in. We for real. We need to shut them down for once. Thanks, C Chang. Appreciate it. Yeah, we did. We as Broncos fans. I mean, we're analysts, but as Broncos fans, we need to see this victory right at some point. This is yeah, 16 games in a row. It's it's terrible. We gotta end it. I hope it happens this weekend. I just don't see it happening. Like I said, at opening the show, you've got a, a Chiefs have a Hall of Fame coach, future Hall of Fame quarterback in Mahomes, more talent across the board. It, everything's gonna have to go right for the Broncos, and the things are gonna have to go wrong for the Chiefs in order for them to beat them. That that's that's uh, my honest opinion. They just don't have the talent to match up with it, unfortunately, and that's why we keep talking about getting rid of some players at the draft dead or the trade deadline getting some more draft picks trying to bring in some of that uh some more talent so that's as we're at all right i'm going to talk a little bit about players that i think need to really step up players that we need to watch russell wilson is the guy that needs to step up he has to be the person the player i should say that everybody thought they were getting when he came right he has to be a, he can't be the guy that just you know if every, you know if he's got talent around him that he can go out there and, and be a good quarterback, he actually has to do something. He has to be accurate, he has to be decisive in this game, and he also has to extend plays with his legs. And you mentioned it earlier, you were talking about moving the pocket. They need to start moving him around right away because that's what happens. He drops in the pocket and immediately bails. So why not why not just design some plays that gets him moving already? But he he has to be more decisive and he has to be accurate, he cannot make mistakes. Uh, I want him, I, and I expect him to have a better game than we've seen the last few. So that that's my one of my key players to watch, Carl. You got any players that you're, you're looking at that you think needs to step up, need to be something that everyone keeps an eye on? Yeah, I, I'll
2: go with two that are kind of combined into one here. Uh, the right side of the offensive line, Quinn Miners and Mike McGlinchey. They have the two toughest matchups going against George Karloftis and Chris Jones. And, you know, if those two guys can go out there and at least contain them, you know, they're, they're going to get a couple pressures. Don't get me wrong. They're still going to get a couple victories. But if you can limit them to one of their worst games of the season and, and win against both of them, because that, that's always kind of the problem is if you try to stop Chris Jones, double teaming him, you got George Karloftis also having a good game. And so there's going to be some of those one on one times that those guys have to to say that I'm not going to let this guy dominate me. I'm I'm gonna be the guy that goes out there and and takes over this game. And you know, they in the run game, those two guys have been great, getting movement, all those kind of things. But in the past game, giving Russell Wilson a little bit of time, uh, th- this is this is where the Chiefs the Chiefs have just been so great this year. Like I said, their ability to get pressure, get turnovers, and you know, open up things for their offense. We saw that in the last game against the Chiefs, where those guys dominated. And so again, this is just one of those games where you just got to redeem yourself and really go out there and show why this offensive line is supposed to be kind of the foundation of this team moving forward. Right.
1: I've been happy with the interior offensive line. Actually, I thought Ben powers struggled at first. He's improved tremendously. Lloyd Cushenberry, my surprise uh, uh, player for this year, seems to be surprising everybody. He's played very well. Miners has been solid pretty much all year. He needs to grow a little bit. I mean, not, physically but he needs to you know get more time i think he can be a good player i I just hope that they can they can handle that interior uh pass rush from from chris jones they they, you're right they they've got to we got another super chat from garth thank you so much garth thank you for being here thank you for all the support we really really appreciate it garth says the nick kendall curse has been crushed it's a new field out there folks by the way the most disappointing game for me was the game against the Washington football team, the commanders, whatever you want to call them. It was for me too. I mean, other than being embarrassed by the dolphins, uh, they could have beat the commanders and they should have beat the commanders and they didn't do it. And unfortunately, and yeah, that, that was very disappointing. It's always hard to watch a 21 zero
2: lead or 21, three or whatever it was there. If you're up that much in the NFL, that should be a win like 99% of the time. So you're right to, to see them come back. I mean, just to see this team go night and day of, you know, one moment looking like they're maybe a playoff team to all of a sudden, just everything that could go wrong, going wrong. uh, And then, you know, following that up with the Miami game, it it just, that that was a bad about, about two games worth of time period for the Broncos for sure.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was rough, and and that that would have changed our, especially if they win. So if they were to beat the the Commanders and they end up pulling out a win for some reason against the Chiefs, it's a totally different situation right now. But they didn't, and right. so now here we are. We got to talk about trade deadline and the NFL draft already. It's 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 really, it really hurts my heart <laughs> to do that already. Gary Palmer's coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much, Gary, for being here. Appreciate it as always. And good show. Thomas, Carl and Scott go Broncos. Well, Scott's not here. It's just Carl and I, I'm trying to keep track of all of the stuff on, uh, you know, here in, uh, on Facebook and everything, but appreciate it. It's, it actually isn't easy to keep track of all of the chat and everything and, and talk and, you know, chew gum at the same time, so to speak. So, uh, (laughs) but thank you for that, Gary. Appreciate it. My other, you know, my other player to watch. I mentioned him earlier is Marvin Mims. Now they've got to get him more opportunities. If he they can get him out in the in the offense, get him some plays, uh, you know, good things are going to happen. And and they just haven't. The last game, like I said, they no targets for him at all on offense. He's your most explosive player, most explosive player on the team. Get him some catches, see what he can do. Even if it's like. Three or four targets. you got to target him. You've got to go out there and do it. I don't know why. Is it because Sean Payton just is like, eh, we're terrible. Let's not use him up already. I don't know why. What's the insight there? I have no idea. But they they need to they need to go out there and, uh, and give him some catches. They just have to get him in space. And I want to see McLaughlin also getting into space. I want to see some screens. I want to see him coming out of the backfield, catching some passes, Uh, you know, get him, give him the opportunity to do what he does best, which is make people miss uses speed, uses his elusiveness. Uh, I think they should, I think, I think Mims and McLaughlin should have, should be a bigger part of this game plan than, you know, they have collectively.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. You know, like I said, those are two of your, your most explosive players on this entire roster. They've been the two bright spots on this offense. And it kind of makes up for a little bit, you know, what you've lost in the tight end going down. If you can get McLaughlin in that space to to make them have to respect a little bit of that shorter field part of the game, um, you know, it, it it makes them pay off. And then what I would love to see, get a couple screen passes to McLaughlin, have him win a couple things and then have a a Jerry Judy where he's supposed to be your lead blocker. He fakes like he's going to block and then boom, down the field, hit him over the top. Win with yep. a play like that. Broncos haven't done that in a while. I remember Wes Welker doing that one game with Peyton Manning, where he was acting like he was going to go out there and block, and it ran, went for a touchdown. I just think that's one of the the best plays. Like he don't use it very often, right. but a couple times a season, just to really get him in that of thinking, okay, screen, screen, get in here, get aggressive, and boom, guy winning over the top. Yep. You know, you're gonna have to get some of those kind of creative plays in this one. Not get too cute. You know, they've right. done that a couple of times where they tried to get too cute. Yes. But just a few things like that where it's not even, you know, like when they did the double reverse, don't be doing those kind of things. That's too many people trying to, to touch the ball there, but you can do this kind of thing of a, a fake block, deep play. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. I, I think another player for me, it's just gotta be the cornerbacks, not named Patrick Sertan, but it's <laughs> just yes. a second quarterback, you know, uh, Fabian Moreau, I got to say, I was shocked at the game that he had against Green Bay. Yeah. Now given, Green Bay doesn't have the best weapons. They don't have the best quarterback. Right. But he was doing well in, in coverage, came in, helped with a couple tackles. Uh, I mean, he just had probably one of the best games I've ever seen from him. And and that, he's wow. got to stack that now to, to go do it again. I mean, I'd love to see Riley, Riley Moss get a little bit of run in this one. I don't know if this is the game you bring him in. You know, for for his kind of trial by fire into the NFL, but uh, but again, just the, those kind of guys where, you know, we know Patrick Sertan's going to do his job, yep. and uh, you know if you're going to try to double Kelsey, you're going to have to have some of these other guys winning their one-on-one matchups, yep. and especially like I said, Fabian Moreau, if he can have a great game, make Patrick Mahomes pause for a, that extra second, maybe that gets us those couple extra hits that we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, and I thought Fab- I thought Moreau was going to be a camp fodder. I thought he came in just to be a camp body. He ended up making the team. You know, Tremont Smith was supposed to be that guy that I thought was going to be one of the first cornerbacks off the bench, but he hasn't played well. He's been okay on special teams, so I- I've been impressed. I was surprised, so you're right. <laughs> Hopefully he can- that continues. We got RD coming in with another Super Chat. Thank you so much for the support, RD. Really appreciate you being here and chatting with us. It says great show guys wide receivers do run routes and let's say 5 yards of separation wilson goes for the checkdown it's it's like watching a decent backup play yeah i, I said it earlier uh, with russell wilson being one of these players why well, he's got to be decisive he can't wait for the perfect opportunity he's he, you know he's got to be aggressive and he's got to be decisive and he's got to be accurate and you're right i mean it seems, it, it is a combination of you know his indecisiveness without it being perfect, the line, not always giving him the time that he wants. And sometimes the receivers aren't open right away. So there's a combination, but you're right. He has to get rid of that ball in a tight window and let his players, let his receivers make the play.
2: Yeah. And unfortunately this has just not been Wilson's game. Most of his career. Now he's made up for it with being an athletic quarterback that can buy time and, wait for guys to get that five yards of separation. And he's never been that like hit his back foot balls out of hand kind of guy. And I know that's Sean Payton. Like that's what he wants in a quarterback. That's what he had with Drew Brees. Uh, Even Jameis Winston was able to do a lot of that for him. You know, you think of Teddy Bridgewater had success with Sean Payton because they are those kind of quarterbacks. And so this is kind of a, you know, square peg equals round hole trying to mesh these two guys together and they're making it kind of work. I mean, obviously Wilson's doing better than he did last year. Um, but yeah, he's going to have to have a couple of those throws where it's not perfect and he's going to have to fit a ball into a, a tight window that, that maybe he wouldn't have done on a couple other times. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This is one of those games. You're just going to have to tell him We're going to have to be willing to make a couple mistakes. Yeah. And I, I don't know if Wilson's willing to step into that or not. But you're going to have to take some chances. And like I said, with especially like Jerry Judy, this is where I really think he could thrive with a team like like the Vikings with Kirk Cousins, a guy that lives in the pocket, like I said, hits that back foot, able to get it out of there. Um, Because I've heard some talk of even the Vikings have looked at him a little bit. Um, This is one of those games where, like I said, Wilson's going to have to play to the strengths of a Jerry Judy where you hit him on that five-yard slant play and let him go try to take it down the field and just trust him to go make a play for you.
1: Yeah. Or get him on the move already. Cause that's what he what he wants to be on? Right. Get him on the move and, and yeah. create something, right. Something, but not just drop back, wait, and then try and escape and make a big play. Like you gotta, you gotta fit your offense to the strengths of your players. And it, you're right. It's not been a, a great marriage so far, but Wilson has been playing better. And uh, so hopefully he has another big game. I'm going to give a prediction in just a second, but before I do that, got Michael Ronquillo coming in with some support from Facebook stars. Thank you, Michael for being here it says great show tonight, Thomas and Carl on orange and blue view go Broncos. It, that, that means it's about that time to wrap it up. Carl's has gone fast. I appreciate you jumping in for Ron. It's been fun chatting with you. I'm going to give a couple yeah. of stats predictions. If you want to jump in with some stats predictions, you can do that as well, but we are going to give our, Predictions for the game too at the end, and I know you have because we do it every week. So I'm going to go with Russell Wilson first. My prediction is actually going to have a good game. Uh, I I just I'm not basing it on anything other than gut feel, I guess. I did, you know, I have looked at some of his his games and and whatnot, so I'm not completely. But Snow's going to be gone. I think they're going to they're going to have to be aggressive. He's going to go 23 for 32, have 310 yards and two touchdowns. That's my Russell Wilson prediction. I hope it happens because if if he has a nice game like that, then the Broncos actually have a chance of of stopping the streak, but he has to. That's why he's one of my players to watch. I've also got Javante finally getting over the the century mark. 20 carries, 105 yards. No TDs for him, but he's going to actually grind it out. I've watched him get better and better as the season went along. He seems to be getting back to you know not his old self, but getting there. He doesn't have that explosiveness that he used to have, I don't think, yet but he's starting to get into his groove. So we'll see what happens. And then finally, I, I, I'm i going to disagree with you. I know you like Judy for this game. I think Sutton has, the, has the, uh, the confidence of Russell Wilson, the confidence of the coaches. He's going to go over the century mark as well. 10 catches, 110 yards.
2: And I'll take all three of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that, that means it should be a, a pretty decent, close game, in my opinion, if you've got, Quarterback going over 300, running back going over 100, your top receiver going over 100, you know, all those kind of things point to to this being a pretty decent game for the offense. And, uh, you know, I, I think I, I look back at last season, and if I remember right, two of the better games for Russell Wilson were against the Chiefs. He had yeah. that one where he was making a giant comeback against the Chiefs. Like they went up like 21-0 and got it tied up, and then he got that concussion. You know, yep. he's running for the, the touchdown and, oh my gosh, it was just, it was so hard to watch that. And that's kind of been how a lot of these Chiefs games have gone where the Broncos just get so close. Like they're just making it yep. there and then just something happens that makes them come up short. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think especially after how the last game went, I feel like the offense has to take that personally. Like yep. th- we sucked. We were terrible. And and so coming back, having a decent game, um, I, I guess I'll go in a, a little bit different receiver way just because we've been talking about a Marvin Mims. I got I to gotta think that this is going to be a, a decent game for him, um, that they're going to give him a few more targets, like you said. well, It's hard not to give him more targets, right, bigger than zero. Um, and so I feel like he's going to get about four targets in this one. He's going to come up with three catches and about 80 yards because he has one of those nice. really explosive plays for you and gives you a touchdown. Um, I think this is kind of his coming back game, you know, hit that rookie wall a little bit there. Now I think this is where he springs board spring ahead again. And one big return on punt return as well, not for a touchdown, but one of those big 30 yard ones that kind of flip the field for you. I think he's going to do that. And then I'm going to, I'm going to say, just because he's been doing this a lot. I'm going to say that uh, the Patrick Mahomes has two interceptions. One's the Josie jewel
4: because he Whoa. seems to
2: like to pick off. Uh, Patrick nice. Mahomes and Justin Simmons.
4: Both All those right. guys
2: have been, have had great games of Pat, against Patrick Mahomes, And uh, he, he's had some of his, I think Patrick Mahomes has actually had some of his worst games against the Broncos. Now they still win just because right. the Broncos <laughs> have not been great on offense. But, uh, but I think there's going to be a couple plays there for you. And that's why, I mean, I guess we can get into our, our score prediction here. Um, yep. I, I think this is going to be a close one. I really do. I think it's going to be a like 27-24 kind of game. Um, Unfortunately, I still have the Chiefs coming out on top, but I I do. I think it's going to be one of those where you're going to feel pretty good about the team coming out of it. I mean, I I know you don't take moral victories, but still, I'd feel pretty good if the Broncos can keep a game like this that close.
1: Yeah, we got Garth Knight coming back in with another Super Chat. Thank you, Garth. Appreciate it. it. says, love the show, Tom and Carl, and Ron is out there in spirit. By the way, I'm dumb enough to want Jerry Rosberg as coach versus Peyton, but I admitted to being dumb. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want Sean Peyton. Uh, I want other people too, but that didn't happen. You know, we can, uh, we can debate it all we want, but, you know, that's it is what it is. But thank you, Garth, for coming in at the last minute with a Super Chat. Really appreciate it. I, I'm I don't have as much faith, even though I think that Russell Wilson's gonna have a good game. I think they're gonna be able to run, they're gonna be able to pass. I just feel like the talent on the Chiefs is just outweighs the talent on the Broncos so much. The actual Chiefs are gonna I predicted 31 to 17 victory. Uh I don't think it's gonna be too close just because, you know, like I said, the talent just isn't there yet with the Broncos. And I thought they had some key players. You know Randy Gregory being one of them early on that he didn't want to play anymore, so he was gone. Uh, although Bar- Baron Browning is coming back, I just, I don't know. It, it, I just don't know if the streak ends this week. I really hope it does. I really hope it does. If you, if your prediction is right, where you get two interceptions uh, from the defense on Mahomes, could very well, could very well make the difference. So that's that's my what I got. Rd's coming in with a seventeen to ten prediction for the Chiefs and Ronnie Garcia's coming in with a 27-30 Broncos with Lutz game winning field goal. I really that I hope it have. Actually I hope the Broncos blow them out but it's not going to happen but that would be great right. to see Lutz come in, kick that field goal and we got Todd coming in 28-12 Chiefs win. Uh yeah, it it is hard, you know, to to pick the Broncos to lose. I hate doing it. Uh, but it just like I said the Chiefs have a lot of a lot of talent and a great coach so it is at that time Carl thank you so much for coming in here you can follow Carl Carl uh, Dumler at, at Carl Dumler MHH right that's at, at Twitter follow him follow yeah. me Thomas Hall NFL check out our articles we got a few of them out there right now on milehighhuddle.com and you know you always check out the other shows as well I'm sure that the Mile high huddle podcast will be on right after the game, given their thoughts. They usually are. So check that out after the game, but 2:25, maybe snow, maybe not. It'll be cold. And hopefully the Broncos can come out, but thank you for jumping on Carl. Really appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, I'm sure Ron appreciates it as well. So thank you so much. And, you know, have a great, a great evening on Saturday. Have a great weekend, everybody. And hopefully the Broncos can actually pull this out. So, Rodney coming in, go Broncos at the end. So thank you very much, Rodney. Thank you, Carl. And uh, until next time.
4: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing.